1: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre Market Prep with your host Joel Elkannon. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan. Dennis Dick is back with us. Yes. I don't know. Today feels like more of a. It feels like it should be at least Wednesday. It feels like it should be Thursday or, or Friday, uh, the way this week has gone. But we got a lot of news today. Uh, we're talking Tesla. We're talking Nike, KB Homes, Lululemon, Lemon, Johnson Johnson. A lot on our radar. We'll cover as much of it as we can. Our guest at eight thirty-five will be Nate Tobik. He runs the site Complete Bank data.com is also the author of the bank investors handbook good time to have nate on we'll talk about the banks with him at eight thirty-five. want to see some more likes on that youtube video want to see some more subscribes as well and i will throw it to joel now and joel what is going on here in the pre-market session
2: uh some follow through from yesterday's rally uh currently trading up nine and a half handles at 08 that's 3308 uh, got above Friday's close, sixteen and a quarter. That was a number, big number. I'm still looking at uh, for today's session, nineteen seventy five high. Made the pre market low early, uh thirty two ninety one fifty. Not much underneath that, but uh, we are a good fifteen handles away from that, fifteen sixteen handles. Uh, crude in the red. uh buy a dime here at thirty nine seventy. Just hanging out with the forty dollar area. Another leg down in gold, just hanging out close to uh, 1900 too long, down at $23.60 at 1884 even. Silver, that's down a buck, over a buck, a buck and six cents at 2347 Bitcoin in the red too, by $30 at $10,465. Uh, let's bring in uh, Triple D here, waiting on some earnings reports, yeah. but... Uh, Boy, we got a, got a nice market today. Uh, we're rallying, and is this going to rally going to stick, is, is the question.
0: Um, I mean, we saw the buy the dip in tech. Obviously, we had a significant dip after the open, and that was a buying opportunity, which we talked about if there was a dip that we would be buying. Um, I think you're going to continue seeing tech down here this morning. Obviously, it's all on both Tesla. We'll talk about Tesla in a minute, and that's probably the catalyst for why tech is relatively weaker. So... I, you're still seeing that buy-the-debt mentality, at least in those stocks. You're also seeing a little bit of a reopening trade here today. Johnson & Johnson vaccine getting into stage three. So you're seeing stocks like Boeing, American Airlines, lifting a little bit. Every time they've rallied, though, it's just been another selling opportunity. So I'll say guilty until proven innocent there. But so far, so good.
2: All right, do we want to do earnings? We want to do Tesla, I, I Tesla, think Tesla. Battery Day? Yeah,
0: there's really no um, huge earnings here, except for Nike, obviously. I mean, um, Nike's pretty big. Nike's big, yeah, sorry. There's one one huge earnings. We'll get to that in a second. But let's do Tesla. All right, uh, so prior to
1: the Battery Day, they had, of course, their annual shareholders meeting. Biggest takeaway or biggest headline out of that was uh, Elon uh, just reaffirming uh, the previously given guidance. Uh, they had previously guided around uh, half a million uh, deliveries uh, this year. And he said yesterday that he, he thinks that they'll basically do that, thinks they'll do uh, probably do uh, grow 30 to 40% uh, this year. Uh, so uh, that was the, the biggest headline out of that presentation. And then as far as the battery presentation, that was interesting. We had a lot of talk about vertical integration, a lot of talk about how the batteries worked, uh, talk of a cheaper uh, $25,000 model um and the the reaction i mean you can see it it is what it is uh you know every a lot of what they said was 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 tempered and you know we're not quite there yet it'll be a couple of years um that's seems like that's what people are grabbing on but elon himself tweeted that two days ago it seemed like so um it was pretty i thought it was interesting it was a little technical but but i, I mean i I didn't know much about batteries before. so
0: Some, some commentary, and I believe it's hitting the, the lithium suppliers here, is that he said in that there is plenty of lithium. So he wasn't worried about the, the supply of lithium. And if you look this morning, ALB, pure lithium supplier, down 7.7%. LTHM, stock that I own, stock that a lot of people own. Is down seven percent as well. This is off of those comments from Musk. Obviously, you know if he's saying, "Well, we're short. Sure, you know, we, we need to find lithium." These stocks would be going the other way. So I said, "Plenty of lithium out there." So you're seeing the lithium suppliers get dinged a bit. Joel, you know, Dennis, thoughts?
2: I, I I just gotta I just gotta figure out how to make. Either more wagers or smarter wagers with you on lunch pads. I'm how did
0: you win? How did you hold on yesterday with Carvana? That's what I want to know. Thousand shares. I, I did put three.
2: Thousand shares up there. That's all.
0: Two, I Joel blocked it. I said it hit the high at two thirty-five. Some day. Well, it was almost this day. It got within twenty-six cents. Two thirty-four seventy-four. It got within twenty-six cents. That two hundred and thirty dollars stock ran. 34 points from the open, and then died right before I won the bet. I even tweet at you I was getting hungry, and now it's off, and now it gets downgraded. And now I'm actually concerned. So, <laughs> anyways, that, that's for another story. But somehow Joel holds on miraculously well, well, by the skin of his teeth I, I in this bet. I think Joel brought that up
1: because if he had bet with you on Tesla yesterday, he, I think he would have won.
0: Well, I wasn't giving him a Tesla bet. Why now? But I think.
2: Well, Joe, you were you were all bullish Tesla.
1: It, and it
0: popped afterwards. did you see on the back? I thought that it could have a pop. and pop it popped pop. at 445 until he started he kept talking too long. It popped <laughs> look, at, look at last night. The stock went over 445 last night, got back all of its losses. I mean, this is why okay, after hours okay. there's a lot of opportunity. Look look where it went to.
2: It did. It and did then it started to leak
0: and he kept talking. you know, if he were to stop talking, he kept talking talking and talking and talking. talking and they decided that well he's not a very good talker and he's he's a genius but he's not a very good public speaker we'll say that much
1: it was Uh, it was a very like uh, a like a nerdy presentation like i i didn't know anything about batteries it was
0: it was a pretty technical i thought so it did it lacked i think some flair but that's okay well the stock's lacking flair here this morning it is off the lows what do you do now so you've had battery day, you've had the catalyst. You still have the wild card that maybe one day this gets out of the S&P, but we know they didn't get added there a month or through a few weeks ago. So they're obviously maybe not imminently going to get added to the S&P. It was a big slap in the face to Tesla. So you topped out multiple times at 450. You even went there after hours and topped out there just one more time for everyone. You have you know, 450 like the rock of Gibraltar up there for resistance. And now you're breaking down through 400. Does it hold on to the 400? It's trying to come back here this morning by the dip mentality coming in here. But we know the valuation is just insane. So I mean, at a certain point, if trend actually does break on this, and you could probably argue it already has. Well, I guess it can't really. You got it's, a
2: date. Well, you got a date with three seventy-three thirty is what you have, Dennis, and that's going to be September fourteenth. So that's that's what I'm going to give you uh, right now. You're, that's the next daily low coming in under four hundred. You haven't quite hit that in the pre market uh, for today. We're going to use three ninety-one fifty-one at your pre market low. But this low right here—that's where we're we're just going to go. It just you hit a wall up there. You hit. You know, you had the double top at 500. It was almost a quad top up there. and I, I was actually giving you 450 to 460, and it's just going to cool off a little bit and come down to 370, 330. And after- You're holding
0: on to your shares, though. Valuation, yeah. be damned.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, valuation, valuation Well,
0: I mean, that's the truth. It, it, you know what? That's it, the truth. The market hasn't cared about valuation on Tesla ever, so why should it start caring? So, I mean, the story is really still intact. They're firing still on all cylinders. If they, I guess they don't fire on cylinders. They fire on all batteries. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not coming in because, as an investor, because I just no, I can't no, justify no, it. No, 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 but as a trade, I'm not coming in here either because it's broken trend now, and I don't like the top three, four times in the 450s. I'd be a seller at rallies in it. So at this time, I'd be a seller at rallies until it can, you know, get over that 450 area, which has struggled with forever. I think the money's the easier money's on the short side here now. Yeah, I'm not selling at 30 points down though either. Like you know, I wouldn't be shorting it here today, down 30 points. Remember the name of the game. We'll remind you guys again. It's been a week or or so. It's buy the dip and sell the rip. So if you're bearish of stock, you sell the rip. You never sell the dip and you never buy the rip. That's the way I play it.
2: Uh, if you can get near yesterday's low, 417.60. Uh, which I don't think you're going to based on the 15 minute chart that would fill the gap from yesterday um, and then you're risking that and I kept on giving you all the uh, that split adjusted close of four forty two sixty eight I don't know how many times I've talked about that on the show uh, so but you know 420 with a 450 stop or whatever I don't know if you're gonna get a shot at that yet today maybe tomorrow
0: so, Continue on our merry parade here, Spencer. Uh, let's go to earnings. Uh, let's go to Nike because whoosh!
1: Exactly right. Whoosh. 95 cents uh, was their EPS last quarter, uh, blew away the estimate. Up year over year, sales ten point six billion. Also blew away the estimate up year over year. Uh, it's all it's it's like the rest of its retail. It's all about e-commerce. Everything was about e-commerce growth. Digital sales up eighty two percent year over year. Just mind blowing stuff. Um, you know what are people buying? Shoes. they're they're buying what nike's selling they're buying uh shirts
0: and workout gear and but think about it it makes sense it's the outdoor trade everybody's been going outdoors and doing more things outdoors and you're going to get better running shoes and nike has a lot of other outdoor activities as well it's an outdoor play so it makes sense it makes perfect sense that nike's been performing i mean even though some of the stores that sell nike products have been closed people find a way to buy this stuff so it still makes sense. It's up 15 bucks. It's new all-time highs. I never sure a stock making a new all-time high. It is firing on all cylinders and we're still going to be in lockdown. I mean, we are going to get colder, but you know, people are doing more activities like, you know, they're not going and sitting around and watching the movie. They're doing more outdoor activities and that benefited Nike last quarter.
2: 134. That's what you got to, if you want to use that uh, as a target, What I'm looking at here, on the, I mean, it's just holding up here. I mean, someone is bidding this thing what one thirty, one fifty, Dennis? Is that where it's at?
0: All night, it's just went up. It's been holding holding up, and it it went, yeah. Man, oh man, it's locked in now. Like, don't think this isn't one that's. Oh, it's going to all of a sudden give it all back. It hasn't been even. It doesn't feel like that. No, it hasn't even been choppy in the last six hours of pre-market and after-hours trading. So it's kind of locked in. It's found its home up 15 bucks. It's where it wants to be. And remember, if you're wondering why the Dow's up so much, this is it. That's it's why. all Nike. Because you come in like, wow, the Dow's having a good day, but the market's not having a great day. It's all Nike. This is a huge, obviously, big big boost to the Dow here. The majority of the Dow's gains today is Nike. Well, you
2: know you know this uh, 131.22 1- that's been the low of this congestion here? I mean, you know it. <laughs> ain't going to be the low of the day. You know, they got some work, you know, some work to do in a 120 handle and I maybe know 140 handle. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to make a wager on this just because it's holding up so well, but I would say if it – watch the open and and let it get to 134. Let it get over 134 and let it go 135, 136. Just the longer it takes to take out that 134 – then you know maybe like the the guy that bought the October one twenty five options is going to say, man, there's a lot of juice in this, and I'm going to you know a lot of time premium. No, not a lot of time premium, but shorter term traders, I would certainly take some profits. I wouldn't even hold out for that. I'd be like, boom, one thirty one seventy sold to you. But we'll see. We'll see if we can give you some continuation. Joel, you
0: never take profits. Joel's the eternal holder. He holds on forever. He's for like Warren things. Buffett. Lisa's never sold a stock in her life. Joel just holds. <laughs> That's why so he has wow. these awesome winners? And, and you know what? I tweeted this out yesterday, and it goes to show you, I wish I would just not look at my long-term portfolio, because the gains you can make by just holding on to stocks are a lot more than you can do by trading stocks. And it was from Peru Saxena. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. But he said, why hold on to winners? He said, and here's what his tweet was. Apple listed. Uh, your split adjusted close on, on Apple now from when it listed in 1980 is 13 cents. Stocks $111. Nike listed at 17 cents in 1980. Stock is $116. Home Depot listed a split adjusted 2 cents in 1981. Current price $273. Starbucks listed at 34 cents in 1992. Current price $83.95. And the only one I have held, not quite as long as when since it was listed, but very close, is MasterCard. It lists at $4.50. It's now $335. My average cost base on MasterCard, I believe, is $11. Yes. So the one and stock now, that I held now, on forever. Okay. And I wish I would. I had Apple years ago. I had Home Depot years ago. I had even Starbucks years ago. I don't think I ever had Nike really.
2: You didn't have Five. Starbucks. What did you have yes, Starbucks? Yes, I did have
0: it at one time.
2: You had Starbucks?
0: Yeah, but then I hated it. I decided that nobody's buying $5 coffee and I sold it at like probably equivalent of $20, maybe less. I did have Starbucks at one time. Okay, yeah, now. Yeah, but now, you know
2: what? Um, Austin Nathaniel, you know what about GE? What about IBM? Good you know? point.
0: And this is why you got to continue, I guess, to look at the story and make sure the story doesn't fall apart and break. So you want good companies. And as soon as they know, like, I, I guess the, the, the problem is if you hold on long enough, you eventually got your, well, Kodak came back, but you know, you do have your general electrics and you do have, you know, a lot of companies and I mean, like people even who have invested in Ford and, you know, for the last 25 or 30 years, it hasn't worked out. So well, the
1: answer to your question, Dennis, why, yes.
0: why not hold on to winners?
1: Show me now the maximum drawdowns on Apple and Home Depot. Starbucks,
0: because I'm sure at several points, they well, there's were been down, some big ones. they were down 80-90%. I don't know if they were down that much, but there's I, probably some points they where they were down a lot. Apple, for sure. We all thought Apple was going bankrupt back in 1995. Microsoft had come around, and you, if you think, it was really, I think it was 1998, when Microsoft teamed up with Apple, that brought Apple around, and that was post just $3. So $3, so if you actually it split a bunch of times there, it was probably when Apple was about 50 cents in 1998. And a lot of people thought Apple wasn't gonna make it, and Microsoft came in and helped them out. Remember that? I mean, it was before you were born, probably Mr. Israel, but well, I guess it wasn't, but it was nineteen ninety-eight, because I can remember it, because it was when I first started trading, and Apple was just starting to come onto the radar, and really Apple's been straight up ever since, but it was Microsoft that helped Apple in nineteen ninety-eight when they needed help. Maybe maybe it was, you know, Gates feeling a little right. bit of obligation to jobs. Because we we know a little bit of the Windows <laughs> action, maybe maybe some of those jobs had some of those ideas. So well, obviously I don't know so, about so, it. That, so that,
3: that
2: is, you're really that, pulling one like, out of the history books. It is, Joel. You
0: don't remember that? Somebody I, I, in the chat, help me out. It was Apple in 19. It was Microsoft in 1998 that helped out Apple when Apple's in trouble. Well,
2: well how, how they help them? Apple
0: was in a lot of trouble uh, before they
1: brought Jobs. They back. were, they, and after they brought him back, too, they were still in trouble for a little bit. But he turned them around. Um, but that was my point, though. Is it, it looks great, you know, 30 years later, after you know, stock's been going up for a decade plus, 20 years. But before that, you had. You, there, it, it's hard to stomach drawdowns. This is my point, right? It's hard to, to stomach it
0: when you're down. It's really 60, hard. 70, 80 um, percent. I went through 2001 when the Nasdaq. This was an index. The Nasdaq was down over 81% it fell from the year 2000 to, I think, 2002. It fell 81%. It went from 5,100 to 1,100. And it looked like you should never, ever buy a stock again. And it ruined a generation of investors. And then just when you thought, it was safe, and you're back in 2006 and 2007. It's like okay, we're starting to get some of these losses back from 2001. They pulled the rug out from under in the financial crisis, and some stocks fell 80, 90 percent again. So it is hard in some cases to stomach these. You know, I'm sure Amazon too, Spencer. I'm sure back in 19 or in 2001, I would bet if you look at the chart, Amazon, you're correct, probably fell 80 or 90 percent when we thought, you know, online pet store, online this store, online bookstore. Yeah. Yeah, thought for sure, online bookstore, that's going under. And obviously, Bezos was a little bit smarter than the online pet food store. So, and now we have an online pet food store in Chewy. What's funny how that <laughs> worked out. You know, Pets.com was the first Chewy and, you know, it looked like, wow, this is a great idea. We sell pets sell food online. And, and it didn't work out. But, you know, now all of a sudden we're back to 1999 and we're buying pet food stores again. So, I don't know. We've come full circle here. But, you know, when you put it in perspective, it is hard. It is hard to hold through these, you know, significant drawdowns. And the best thing you can do if you're a long-term investor, if you think you're in good companies, is just maybe not look at it. That's that's it. All right. I, um, I look at it too much. That's why I sell.
1: That's your problem. All right. and, that's enough, for, problem. enough of the long-term talk. Uh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah let, let's let's get back to the markets. If you're wondering what's the deal with Under Armour and Foot Locker this morning, well, Nike is a the deal there. Yes. Under Armour up 3% Foot
0: Locker. Up three percent. So, that's Crocs cool. SKX. Oh, have you
2: seen Crocs?
0: Dick's Sporting Goods. All Dick's is up five percent. This is all from Nike. Lululemon would be up from Nike, but they did their own buyback too. So everybody will say it's a buyback, but it would have been up on Nike too. I mean, Nike is having an effect on a lot of stocks here this morning. So you got to know those sympathy plays because you definitely don't want to be short them when you see Nike taking off. And there's opportunities there too. I mean, now, am I paying up 5% for Dix because Nike is up 12%? No. But, you know, if you could pick it up and some people I'm sure were savvy right on the initial numbers, picking it up quickly, there is opportunity in the sympathy plays. How
2: about General Mills? They, they did have earnings. Let's, let's talk a little lot uh,
1: cereal. Okay, Uh, they're at the, about an hour ago now, uh, EPS $1 versus an 87 Mm. cent estimate sales 4.4 versus 4.2 billion dollars on the raise raising their dividend from 49 cents to 51 cents a share.
0: It popped over 60 and then everybody realized this is a food stock and we don't, we shouldn't buy, maybe pay up two and a half bucks for a food stock. And it's given back a lot of the gains since then. Since then, actually, I think in the pre-market share we're looking at there, it, Joe is it over 60-60. So not only paying up two bucks, almost paying up three dollars. So tip to investors: don't pay up three dollars for a food stock. I don't care what the earnings look like, because that in you know a five percent move in a food stock typically doesn't happen. That's getting back half of the losses from September. So it was a selling opportunity. I think that number's safe. I don't think it sees sixty here again. Um, I don't know if it leaks all the gains was an okay quarter, but you know, you see all these food stocks and they're like Campbell soup and general mills. And obviously Kraft Heinz has been the dog of the group, but they really haven't, you know, their dividend plays.
2: Ah boy oh boy uh Campbell soup just hanging out and going nowhere. Uh for the general mills, you did get to sixty sixty. Since we've fallen back over a buck on that, ugh, I think you might have to get your offers out ahead of that. Sixty thirteen. I saw that as a daily high. Uh where was that that was the daily high right there on September tenth uh falling back here. You are. What, what are we doing compared to yesterday's range? I mean, if you if you feel like you have to own this one, maybe you get a shot at the close, fifty-seven ninety-one with the low from yesterday, fifty-seven sixty-three. Oh, it's just. Uh, yeah, I think you did miss your chance to sell this at.
0: 60. I think you did too. All
1: right, and then uh, we eat
2: pick- cereal, anyways. Um, I mean, do you eat cereal?
0: I had cereal last night, and the only reason was I was tied up with the market, and I couldn't even... There was so much action last night, I didn't eat supper, so then at 8 o'clock, I was starving to death So when the, when the equities Square closed Dennis. after hours. And I ran up, it. and I ate a bowl of uh, what, Lucky Charms. Sometimes kids Lucky I, Charms. Sometimes
2: I, magically I, I delicious. It, they,
0: were, they were magically delicious. I was like, my milk even turned blue. It was awesome. Sometimes I think Dennis is still a college student, at heart. I, I swear. <laughs> um,
2: Captain Crunch.
1: Yeah. I... Was gonna never like Captain Crunch. I ate, I ate cereal during a, well, a lockdown during quarantine, but that was pretty much it because I was home all day every day. Um, I wanted to go to Stitch Fix and Aurora Cannabis together. Both down this morning. Uh, Stitch Fix's numbers missed estimates. They did report oh. a um, they, they they did report a slight uptick in demand in, in July and August, um, but uh, they missed on their earnings. Oh, and oh. Aurora Cannabis, uh, same story. I mean.
0: I, I'm I, I didn't look too deeply into the report, uh, but their sales were Why? Down. Why was, was ACB down. up so much yesterday ahead of the report? That's what I want to know.
2: I could tell you why. Why? We had Alan Brockstein on. Or Is no, that what it was? No, it was, that was us. That was two days ago. It was, was Alan Brockstein. Ago. I'm
0: wrong. No, but, but regardless, I mean, they really thought the ACB report was going to do something awesome. And they bought the hell out of this thing yesterday and obviously giving back all the gains now with that being said we're right back down we're at the lows of the move you are right on key support for acb you do not want to see this take out six bucks below six it's making new lows is that all-time lows uh not Uh, all-time lows it was back back in 2016 but multi-year lows really i guess in march it got lower than that too got down to 66 cents
1: also so what acb said is that they had some white Uh, revenue guidance they just reported 67 million dollars uh was that was revenue for the for the last quarter but they guided uh 60 to 64 million for the upcoming quarter uh so if if you're buying this you're buying it on the turnaround story the new ceo uh, he he just joined the company it it was his first uh it was his first report he's been there for for like two weeks uh so you're buying this on that story but they've got a first
0: yeah you got you know nike firing on all cylinders and acb firing on no cylinders so sold to you i don't i don't want a part of this
2: look at this uh this Stitch fix uh boy oh boy people are jammed in this one
0: how did it what the 30? holy mackerel yesterday though what was going on oh it's gonna report earnings stitch fix everybody's gonna put stitches in their clothes no just joking That's but i mean 31 30. It was crazy we talked about the breakout I'm like, it broke out over 30. That's nice. does have an earnings report, though. So obviously anything. We know earnings reports are always coin flips. So if, you're, if you got a trade on, you take the profits before the earnings because anything can happen in an earnings report. And it was a nice breakout yesterday. It was a nice pre-run. So the, the nice money was made ahead of the earnings again. I mean, I've been talking about this forever, that there is alpha to extract from buying a stock a week before reports and then selling it. You know, at 359 on the night it reports, like right before. So don't hold it into the report. There's alpha to extract. And whoever did that extracted maximum alpha yesterday. This stock's getting slammed on the earnings report today.
2: What do you think now? I I mean, it got down to uh, just under 26, got down to 2580. So you're oh, I don't know. I... Boy, oh boy. I, I know he...
0: everybody's caught from the last two days. Yeah. I don't think it's coming back. I, I think your thirty one eighty-eight and thirty dollars is long gone now. That is and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but you know, you're twenty-six and a half, and we're not like chopping around. It's the exact opposite of the Nike chart. You got the big sell-off on the report, and somebody bought this up to thirty-four, so they're really slammed. And now you're sitting here just hanging out at 26, so you've stabilized. So that's the good news is you stabilized. But we've seen this time and time again. When the stocks, you know, get beat up, they don't bounce right back usually. You know, if, if the only way they do that is if they, you know, they bounce around a little bit and they get beat up in the pre-market session, but then they start to come back. I mean, this is not coming back in the pre-market session. So now it's as it trades more and more volume, it starts to get more locked in. Meaning, you know, now you got people caught, people be, who bought this two days will be like, please give my 28, please give my 29, please give him my 27. I think the path of least resistance could actually be lower for SFIX. So I would not buy this dip. Mm. Joel, Joel wants to make it I, 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 The I, contrarian I would just... in Joel is always there. So he's like right there licking his chops saying.
2: I'll I tell you right now, the lower 25s. Uh, I think, it and I don't even think you're going to Why? Get Why
0: do you want it, though? The, the the earnings were disappointing. At least the market thinks they're disappointing. What's the catalyst uh, to take this right back? I An mean, overall market of, rally, maybe?
2: Uh, I mean, just let's say if I was short. That's where I would be looking to bring it in short term for today. Sure. Just because you got four lows in the same area, right? Between, and I think you got a lot of people caught here too. Even your shorter term, your intermediate traders, you know, they were shortening the report. Oh, look at this monthly resistance at 30. No way it's going to beat. And then they got jammed yesterday, and now they're like, wow, whew, man, 25, 26. You know, I, I took some heat up to 34. I'm going to bring it in. I just and don't think
0: got, there's a lot of shorts in here. What's the short interest uh, in this thing, Spencer? Somebody's
2: short. Well,
0: uh, there's always somebody short.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, okay. uh it could be. Oh, it is high. Yeah, it's... oh, it is high. Okay, so Joe's got a case here. You know, I, should, so I just I mean, there, there's just... your catalyst is that shorts want to bring it in and they can pop it back up a bit, but I'm not coming in and buying because no, it's just no, no, high. No, no, no. I, mean, shorts, I don't shorts one thing. shorts one I mean, here.
2: You have someone come to your house to help you buy clothes. I mean, or someone. What
0: exactly buying? do they do?
1: They don't come to your house.
2: It's
0: uh, not- what exactly does Stitch Fix do? Okay. You know, obviously they don't fix stitches.
2: Obviously, Dennis, you don't use them.
0: I don't use them at all. I traded the stock for the last two years, and I don't totally understand what they do. I'm Googling it right now. Here I, I am. I, I, sw- I sw- probably made 200 trades in Stitch Fix over the last couple they of years. They sell
2: pajama pants, oh my
0: gosh. I swear I've explained it several times on this. I show. always forget. I'm like, I miss my window period for remembering what Stitch Fix <laughs> does, and I probably will ask you la- next quarter again. But explain to me again exactly what they do. Fair enough. You go on their site. You tell them your
1: size and what kind of clothes you want. And They make and them they, for you? And they, they don't make them, but they will send them to you. And then if you don't like it, you send it back.
0: And that's it. This kind of actually would – I probably would like this if I bought this, Joel, because I hate trying on clothes. And my wife already does plan. this job got, for me. When, no. when we used to go out and go to malls, I never would go to a mall. I'm in a mall like once in a year. I would go there probably just to buy my wife a Christmas present because it's the only person that I buy presents for. Because my wife does all the other shopping. Um, but I like the fact that I don't have to go anywhere. So maybe I would actually participate in this, and I could get some better clothes because my clothes Where are. Where do you
2: go though? You don't leave your basement. Exactly. Where, you
0: so you- I need a stitch fix to get me my clothes. So yeah. I maybe start using this services, and maybe right. I'll start getting stock for all right, Joel's relax, done relax. To fix. <laughs> All right, eight thirty here. We'll get Nate Tobik on in
1: five minutes. Just I want to get more likes. Like, see if we, if we can get to two hundred right. likes before Nate. That would make me and Joel Dennis very happy. Let's go to Johnson Johnson here. Yeah, uh, that's so happy. Yeah, news this morning. Uh, they are moving on up to the phase three trial uh, on of, their, I saw of their uh, COVID nineteen of their COVID nineteen vaccine candidate. So uh, next steps are happening good news for johnson johnson good news for all of us here uh this warning stocks up two percent
0: i don't anyways joel you can start sometimes i don't always have to go first you know
2: yeah i just like to hear how wrong you are and then take the other
3: side
2: <laughs> Uh, mounds of resistance at oh over 150. I don't think you're gonna get there. Uh, three highs right there. One with no 151. I stand corrected. I'd be looking at my ch- no, nah, it's not even gonna get there today. It's not gonna get to 151. I'd use 149.65. Uh, that's your three day high. Is a potential target. You only got to 140, and you've already faded. I don't know. It's going to give some of this back. It's definitely, definitely going to give some back.
0: Well, we don't know definitely anything, but it's been the play to fade these stocks on on positive drug trials, uh, on the COVID trials. It's been the play again and again and again and again and again and again. So history does tend to repeat itself. So I'm not going to try to say this is the time that they don't fade it. It's up three bucks. It's a nice pop for J&J. It's a big stock. It was getting in the gutter yesterday. It's coming into resistance. It looks like a fade to me as well.
2: Okay. All I'm right. with nice. you. I'm with you. No bad. It's up three bucks. Three bucks. So it's you. nice gains here. And it just kind of was in the gutter the last couple of days. So. Can uh, we... But good news, though. Good news.
0: I mean, and this is obviously, you know, a little bit of a reopening trade happening here this morning because of Johnson & Johnson. We hit it off that off the hop. American Airlines trading up 2%. Delta trading up 1.5%. But, you know, again, we keep seeing it that the reopening trade, when they get this positive drug trials, it's the the market is numb to it now. They pop them a little bit, but they're mm-hmm. not like, you know, when we were two months ago, it's like, oh, it's a positive trial. We're up 300 points. No. It's kind of numb to it. There's just been too many. Um, you know, a little positive trials here, positive trials there. And the rallies in these reopening stocks don't even hold that well. I mean, I look at the IWM. If this would happen two months ago, the IWM would be ripping up one and a half, two percent 2% right now. It's a 0.2%. So it's not even up much at all. So this is just the market's becoming numb to it. And I don't know what that means because you start thinking, okay, well, what's going to be the catalyst? I guess when we finally get it approved, maybe that's going to be the real catalyst. But if these stocks aren't popping much, you know, in in these situations, it's it's tough to be long. Boeing is getting a nice little pop here this morning, but is it just another opportunity to sell? Every time it pops, it seems like it's another opportunity to sell. The stock keeps leaking, so I don't know. It, it's hard to be it's hard to be long in all these reopening plays. They
2: don't, well, they they don't go anywhere. Exactly. They up, or they go yeah. down.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, some of them go down every time they come back. I mean, Coles. think about three days ago, four days ago. It's like, oh, we're starting to see some life in some of the retailers. And here it is. They pull the rug out from under you <laughs> again, again. It's like, the, it's like Groundhog Day around here. Every time these reopening stocks rally, they're selling opportunities. They come right back down. So I don't know when that actually, when the, they sustain the rally, but until they start to like, you know, they can't sustain it more than a few days. And then they hit them down again. American <laughs> Airlines, the same story. We, it's a nice rounding. Look at the chart. Take away the last three red candles in American Airlines, AAL. And you look at the chart and you're like, oh, it's rounding nicely. Could even argue maybe a long cup and handle here. It's starting to look like if that thing could get up over 14, it could really go. And you, you think it's going to get up over 14, it sneaks its head above it. And then they pull the rug out from under and it's back at 12. It's so tough. And that's why everybody keeps picking on tech stocks. Why? Because they don't get punished in the tech stocks. And every time they get, you know, they buy these other stocks, they realize that these other stocks suck and they go back to the tech stocks. And that's why every time you get dips in tech, they get bought because that's where people have been rewarded. Until that doesn't work, people are going to continue to do it.
2: Uh, I, I agree. And then there was some talk on uh, CNBC about, you know, uh, airline uh, stimulus and i mean are they gonna like pay people to fly i mean you know you could give all the stimulus you want but if people are not gonna hop on an airplane and go somewhere how what you could throw all the money you want at them and i don't think it's gonna make it it's gonna make a difference everyone is gonna drive their electric cars somewhere on vacation and, you know, until this is resolved, but the airlines will come back, but it's, I, you know, just throwing more stimulus at them. I don't know. I don't know if that's really, well, the, uh, it's,
0: they, they're trying to survive. I mean, it's gotta be the consumer habits. And what we've already said is there's some permanent changes here to consumer habits. Business travel is going to be less going forward, even when we beat the virus, because companies have realized that they can do a lot of, of efficiencies. They don't have all these huge travel bills and they can do stuff better with a quick zoom meeting. So stuff has changed and and, uh, the majority, a lot, a big chunk of airlines profits are come from business travel. So tourism will probably come back. You're still going to see that travel. But if you lost, you know, 20 or 30% of your business travel, that means you're never going to see those profits that you saw before. And it's not even mean you can get back to profitable. It's going to be a long, long time and they need money and they need money to survive this tough time. Consolidation. Times. But I don't even know if the good times are down the road. I cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel for the airlines, I wish I could, because a lot of these airlines are dirt cheap. I mean, where is American Airlines relative to, you know, you're, you're talking like decade lows. So, but there's a reason for that, that they may never make the kind of money that they did again. And, and also something to think about is I, I wonder
1: how many people that are flying, uh, cause you know, the numbers are going up, more people are flying. I wonder how many of those people uh are in, in my position, uh, where I was supposed to fly to Florida in March and didn't and I have a voucher and I've I've I had one I have one year to use it basically. And I wonder how many people are you gonna
0: burn that one year voucher, you think? Or you think you're gonna go on and
1: No, I mean I have I have until March to book a flight, but um I wonder how many people that are flying had just had already paid for their ticket and are just Good using point. their voucher, right? Some? Yeah there's some for sure right so it's not even like a, a new flight but all right uh let's bring on nate tobik here uh nate is uh, runs the site completebankdata.com. he's also the author of the bank investors handbook and uh nate good morning good morning how are you guys doing we are doing well do you share our sentiment on the airlines
3: uh, some although i just um i'm flying out next week <laughs> i booked a flight <laughs> <He's> recently <saying. laughs> and i you know here's here was my thought on this i I started to look, and um, I was like, there's there's almost not a better time to fly. The planes are empty. The airports are empty. And so it's actually better to go now when everyone's scared to go versus when, um, you know, the planes are packed with travelers going to, um, you know, wherever. But
2: Where are you going, Nate?
3: So I, I have a business meeting in western Kansas, and it was – driving 17 hours or flying two and a half hours and driving four. So it was kind of an easy decision on that one. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, airports are empty. Can't do zoom. No, no. It's uh, <clears throat> a it's lot of in, in person needed for this one, but okay. yeah, no, it's a, a it, it is an interesting thing and we've been able to do a lot of stuff uh, virtually Um I, I do agree though. It's, it's a weird thing for travel, especially if, so, I mean, like you said, Dennis, if, if there's a 10 or 20% haircut to business travel volume, I mean, oh, that huge. that's, that's all of it. I mean, you know, the, the deals right now on like rewards credit cards. I mean, so Southwest just sent out a deal yesterday. If you book one flight and fly it in the next, I don't know, two months or something, you get a free companion pass for uh, the winter. So that means any flight you take, someone else gets to fly for free. I mean, like right there, that tells you what they think their demand's gonna be. They're able to give away free tickets for taking a you know, $49 flight once. Yeah. Um, so Nate, financials, that's your bag. Yes. Uh,
1: not really participating here at all um paint the picture for us here
3: yeah I, I mean so that that's kind of um an understatement right yeah um you know if if you're participating look, they're
0: just participating <laughs> on the downside
3: yeah yeah it's um i mean the, we're looking at at valuations just just at the bank you know the bank indexes so like the kbw index um or the you know, so KBW is the ticker, or KBWB, which is the regional bank ticker. I mean, these are like eighty percent of book value, three, four percent dividends, ten percent, uh, you know, price to earnings ratios. I, that's the sort of stuff we saw in, in like 2010 um, after the financial crisis. So, you know, I which that was a totally different environment. We had growth coming out of that versus now. Um, the Fed said rates are going to stay low to 2023. Um, you know, banks are trying to figure out what they're going to do, uh, and I think I think this is actually going to be just like we've seen the the digital transformation. Uh, you know, with Zoom and and working from home, that the exact same thing is going to happen with banks. And um, I mean, I so I use um, for some of our business banking, I use a local bank, and their web interface is awful. Their credit card is awful, and so we've started to to migrate accounts to a, to a bank that. You know, we have a credit card and banks that, that actually have like decent online banking, because that's the only way we interact with it now. And a lot of people are making that same decision. So having the 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 tools for consumers is becoming important. Um, if you're out, you know, and just 10 years behind on technology, that's just not going to cut it anymore. I mean, this is environment
0: for banks. It's so bad. Like interest rates are so low. I mean, you can get a mortgage for under
3: two percent. I mean, you just start thinking, like, how are they making money? So, so mortgages are interesting. I mean, here, I'll, here's kind of the secret on a mortgage, right? <clears throat> so, here's how the model breaks down. Uh, let's just say we all wanted to create a non-bank lender mortgage company. Um, if we were able to originate say 100 to $150,000 mortgages, we'd get like a three or $4,000 fee per mortgage originated. And then we could sell that off to the government to, to be securitized. So uh, the game in mortgages is really, you just need to find deal flow. And that's why you get all these letters from people, You know, now's the best time to refi, you're pre-qualified because all they want is that origination fee upfront and they don't care about the rate behind the scene. And, and, you know, the rate really just gets dumped onto the government. So um, if, you know, if you're able to do each person's able to do a couple dozen mortgages a month um, and your funding cost is, is almost nothing on a warehouse line of credit that's a really profitable business.
1: So are there specific areas of the sector that, are appealing to you, be it geographically uh, or uh, by market cap or valuation or however you want to look at it? Are, are there areas that, that you do have
3: your eye on? Yeah. So I, I think there's two two areas that are, are worth um, looking at. So I like some of the bigger banks. Um, I mean, I, I don't like Wells Fargo. I'm, I've never been a wells fargo fan but um you know bank of america or jp morgan they have really mature products they have great consumer product portfolios and um you could for a consumer you know they they have everything you would need uh they also are able to do uh, a lot of lending to businesses that aren't as impacted so uh you know your mom and pop restaurant they've been hit hard you know they they can't that's not where you want to be lending um but a a multinational or a larger company a larger regional company they're able to lend into that space uh likewise larger regional banks um like pnc or um you know like a region's financial those um you know us bank those sort of banks i like those as well because they're they're sitting right above the small banks and um they still have access to some of that larger, more profitable commercial commercial loans to, to kind of the survivors and the the companies that are gonna thrive. Um, they also are just more geographically diverse and they're trading at the same valuation as a lot of these small banks that really have no future. And um, so I, I think those are, are interesting areas. Um, you know, in terms of some of the really small stuff, I mean, if you could get it at a kind of a nosebleed valuation, yeah, I mean, there's, there's banks out there at, at 40% of book value uh, that are, I mean, they're going to do perfectly fine. So, you know, will they trade to one times book, you know, one and a half times book like we saw prior to this? Probably not. But, you know, if you can go from 40 to 80, uh, you doubled your money.
2: We're on the line with Nate Tobik. He's an investor, founder of CompleteBankData.com, also the author of the Bank Investor's Handbook. Nate, I, I want to ask you, uh, you know, Jamie Dimon made a statement back in, in April that, uh, you know, his bank is preparing for a severe recession, you know, coming up. And the market's pretty much ignored that call. Uh, when are we going to get st- the skinny on these, these loan losses. I mean, there's gotta be some huge write downs coming for these banks. I mean, if you're loan if you're loaning money to oil companies, I mean, these oil companies, oil goes from 10 to 44. They don't rally. You got retailers. I'm sure they got huge lines of credit. You have REITs that are not getting their office, you know, the rent, you get all these forbearances on mortgages, I mean, when is it? When is it going to come out in the dirty laundry? is it going to be two months, three months, six months, a year? I mean, there has to be some kind a of day of reckoning here in the credit markets. When do you see that happening?
3: So, I agree. It seems on kind of a common sense level, we should see that. I'm. I think the dynamic has changed in a way, and um, so the. Regulations changed and they forced banks to recognize potential losses up front uh, starting Q1 this year. So banks had a lot of reserves, probably over-reserved, that impacted earnings coming into this year. And I think some, we will see some with huge write downs, um, especially ones that are, you know, really centralized to certain industries, oil and gas, etc. But for a lot of them, I think they reserved so much up front, and this is such a slow moving train that they're going to be able to, to kind of um, just absorb those and trickle this out over time. What I think we haven't seen is um, a lot of bank earnings growth last year was from consumer lending. And uh, we have not seen the day of reckoning on consumer lending yet. And, you know, people still have the unemployment, the, there was the stimulus check and uh A lot of people are still spending like everything's going to be perfectly normal. Uh, There's going to be a lot of hits to, to consumer credit, I think.
1: Uh, Nate, last one before I let you go here, but um, there is the, the headline from over the weekend and uh, about just the 20 years of suspicious activity, uh, banking. Was any of that a surprise to you?
3: No, no, not, not really. Um, You know, even criminals need a bank, right? You know, it's like everyone needs to use it. Um, I think, you know, it's like some banks are, um, they're a little less willing to turn a blind eye to some of these things and some banks that's kind of their bread and butter and they just don't admit it. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, ultimately the, the number, what was it? It was like $2 trillion or something. And, uh, I mean, if you look at 20 years of transactions though, two trillion really isn't all that much. Um, if you think about the amount okay. of money that's that's run through the system. Um, so, I mean, it, it's not surprising. I think, um, you know, if you remember a couple of years ago, there was this, the Panama Papers, if, right. when that came out where yep. it was all the names and, and all the details. I think that's, if something like that drops on this, that's going to be the, the really interesting aspect.
2: Before, uh, but yeah. they, One more, I'm going to sneak it in. Uh, the man who brought us, uh, what is it? Bank of the Ozarks or Ozark bank or something. Oh, yeah. You've been writing yep. that thing down. Do you have any great movie? Yeah. Do, great you, do you have any banks <laughs> that you're picking on here that, uh, you know, you, you, you look at their loan portfolio and, they're overextended Any 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 i mean ozarks here that that's still near it's low well we got down to 15 any other banks you're picking on or, or you know
3: i bank of the ozarks is a good one i've also had my eye on um i've been picking through stuff in in oklahoma and texas looking for energy exposure okay. and um it's you know i don't i i've we're actually kind of doing a research project, trying to dig out some of these companies that have operating loans. Um, so I don't have any names at this point, but, but you know, looking in those, um, hospitality is another big one. Uh, some banks made so many loans to hotels. I saw uh, an interesting article, I think it was yesterday, a days ago, they said um, low-end hotels seem to be doing fine and high-end hotels are closing quickly. And I think this is all related back to that business travel where business travelers, you know, they're they don't care about paying three hundred seventy dollars a night to a Hyatt in um, you know Indiana, because their company's footing the bill. But no one else actually would pay that, right? Um, whereas, you know, just a, a average chain um, is still still getting consumer traffic, um, and a lot of so a lot of banks really overextended themselves on hotels. I think this is actually a bigger problem with with smaller banks um, right outside metro areas so if you uh, you know kind of the typical American city it's like once you're 20 minutes outside town there's you know the Walmart and some of the chain shopping and then a couple chain hotels uh, a lot of times that is not a Bank of America uh, development that's some regional or local bank that's made Doing it. the majority All right, of those I got runs. an assignment
2: for you. And I want to I want to uh, report back within a week. Uh, the banks with the biggest exposures to the restaurant industry.
3: Yeah, that, let me let me take a look and uh, okay see what we could find. That's that's a that's a good. We'll All let right. you know.
1: Uh, and if you want to uh, you know get some more ideas from Nate, he's got a really good blog you, you can check out. He does some good you know balance sheet analysis there. It's, it's oddballstocks.com. dot uh, Covers the banks pretty pretty thoroughly. He's not a ton of uh, research on some of the stocks that he writes about there. So uh, I would recommend that to our listeners again. That's oddballstocks.com. Nate Tobik is the founder of CompleteBankData.com. Nate, we thank you as always. Thanks, Nate. Uh, Yep, thank you. Get
2: a haircut before you go on that trip.
3: <laughs>
1: Thanks. Haircuts oh are overrated Haircuts <laughs> are overrated come on all right uh 852 let's go we did
0: get sintas right yeah when... yep
1: can you talk about it yeah yet, I'm, a, I'm out
0: of it yeah i got out of it here um so yeah give us the numbers well, they
1: were good. Uh, yeah, so I, I they guess blew I can, it away. I can understand why the, why the stock's up, but it was up before the report too. Two seventy eight was their EPS versus a $2.13 estimate sales of $1.75 versus $1. $1.7 billion. So a beat on the sales and a beat on the earnings. Good quarter, good morning, although actually, never mind.
0: Everybody apparently knew it was going to be good. They were bidding this up so much last night that I was like, I got to short it. I'm like, so anyway, somebody bid 347 last night. And I was like, if they want to give me a 23 point lead in the report, I actually thought Sintas was going to beat. So I'm like, I'm kind of going against my thought, but I was like, I don't think it's even if it beats. I looked at the straddle and the straddle was 23 points. I was like, even if it beats, I don't think it's getting through 350. So I'll show it 347 to have the wild card that, Hey, maybe they don't beat by much or maybe they, you know, are, or it doesn't go up 23 points. So I just covered it. I covered it right here in the in the mid three thirty eights, just wiggling out, wiggling out. I've been wiggling out an entire, entire Nate Natobic interview there. So I'm covered now, but I still uh made eight points and Can I eight.
2: guess can I guess on how many shares?
0: No, you can't I don't ever talk how many shares, but there wasn't very many bit.
2: <laughs> so I mean you this is the is high syntax. of the day. You sold the high
0: of the day. I sold the high of the day, yeah. So you can just you can see my shares. There wasn't very <laughs> many. There was a couple <laughs> hundred <laughs> shares there, and I was like, Okay, we'll take a shot. But anyways, um You know, it's always scary going short in the report, but when they want to give me a 23 point lead and we don't even know the report, like somebody wants to bid up a stock 23 points, literally like 8% uh, ahead of the numbers, I'll take the shot. So you had time to look at that
2: bid and then go look at the straddle price?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, no, sometimes I look at the, sometimes yeah, just quickly it hit afterwards. the bid. It's too much. And Then I was like, I'm trying to analyze it after the fact, <laughs> after the fact, Jack here. But, um, you know, you see, like, I see, I saw even some big open interest at the 350. I was like, I don't think it's getting through 350. Even if they kill it, I don't think it's going through 350. So, you know, here they kill it. And that person who's buying at 347 last night still loses eight points. So moral of the story is don't pay up the straddle out of the report. You're paying up as much as the straddle ahead of the report, you're probably losing money most of the time. So anyway. So you so look at the straddle. I took eight afterwards. points off it and they still killed it and I still made eight points. So
2: congratulations. That's a, uh, no, it's a good one. That's a good one.
0: Well, you just have to yeah. You know what? You gotta look at those straddles. I mean, I'm not even an options trader, but you gotta look and you gotta analyze where's the potential move. And so when you go in and you look at, you know, you know, go into the straddle and or, or even just go into the individual option chain on CTAS. And this isn't just a good education. When we're talking straddle for the newer traders out there, what we're talking about is the calls and the puts at the same strike. So you add them up and that's the expected move of the stock. So I'll just do a quick at the example closing for price. you. Yeah, because options aren't open. So you don't have them trading right now. So you could just go grab the 330, for instance. So the 330 um, on October. Wow. Well, and actually, this is, yeah, they actually don't, had even, to do they the don't the have three- weeklies. They don't even okay. have weeklies. Wow. So you had you had to go out to the you had a full month with this on the straddle. And so th- they were giving you the full month not even on the weeklies for 23 bucks. So 25 bucks if you go to the closing prices. The spread's wide, so you got to say it's 23 to 25 bucks. But even if you look, you got the 350s, 707 open interest. That's pretty big. So it's always like you go through here and you kind of ballpark like you know, we've had some people on the show doing the same thing. Where is where is the big numbers? You know when you're looking at the open interest and you can see okay 320 on the call side um, is fairly significant and then 350 jumps out at you. So you right away you think range probably 320 to 350 on this puppy. And when it reports, they want to sell buy it up at 347 last night, at the top of the range. I'll sell it to them.
1: All right, uh, let's go to the chat. Do some take your time for the past few minute last few minutes here. Uh, first one I'll go to just from the bottom up here. Uh, we'll just do Shopify. Um, from, from Easy Mike there data breach. Uh, yeah, there was a uh, matter uh, involving uh less than two hundred merchants, two hundred merchants. Uh, looks like smaller scale breach. Um, yeah. whatever
0: that's worth. They're hitting it. They're also hitting. Um, you know, a lot of tech stocks here. A li- well, not they're hitting. They're hitting tech to a certain extent this morning, probably because of Tesla. So it's down a bit. It had a nice run yesterday. Um, I think you buy it on the pullback if you're interested. If you want to be in Shopify, this is the kind of stock that will eventually probably get some love again. Valuation's crazy, so you can't look at it as a long-term investment. But if you're looking at a trade, I think in the lower 900s, it's a buy. And every time we see these data breaches, it feel, I feel like these are usually buying opportunities. Are they not, Joel? Am I just selective perception on my part?
2: Uh... I mean, it depends. What was that one that had like the colossal data breach?
0: Then it eventually came back, too. Yeah, what, what about... stock was that, Spencer? Oh,
1: Spencer? Sony had a big one. No, no. but Joel uh, knows Cap- Capital like One had a big one. Four
0: years ago. I'm naming yeah. them. Capital One had a big one. No, no. Big one. no. the one that felt like 30% on it. You know, uh, I know what you're talking did
2: about. Did it have a V in it or something?
0: Oh, man. Uh, goldfish coming into play here oh, there you go he joel look at this he's so no smart. easy
2: mike he, easy mike Was
0: it? Oh. easy mike got it yeah look at the efx this was back was it this year or was it it was longer than that you it was back, back here like, yeah 2017 yeah and stock went from like 146 dollars down to like 89 it eventually came back so more of the story is he bought Data you buy the time. data breaches. You buy them, eventually, they come back. <laughs> the bigger the data breach, the bigger you buy. Yeah. If it goes down more, it comes, come back eventually. I mean, Facebook's had data breaches, haven't they?
2: Data breach? I Maybe they should
0: breach they just, well, the, they, data they
2: just sell the data here <laughs> if the
1: If this sort of trade is your bag, uh, I mentioned that I, I've been long the CIVR, the, the NASDAQ cybersecurity uh, ETF there for,
0: for for a minute. So. A lot of those cybersecurity stocks are, have come down a lot. You yeah. know, that's not a bad trade right now. You know, even FireEye, look at FireEye showed life yesterday. Oh, coming out of the gutter. That's they been the dog of the group. <laughs> I'm still at CyberArk. This is like my new FedEx. Like I get up like 15 points and it comes back to scratch. I get up like 20 points and it comes back to scratch. Now I'm trying to get up and again, I'm in for like $96. I've been up a couple of times. I should be trading this thing and obviously not uh, just holding on to it. But FedEx worked out longer term. So maybe I'll try not to look at CyberArk. Oh, I didn't realize you have such, such anger for FireEye. Holy cow. That came out of nowhere. Oh, no. I mean, it's I don't just like Fire Eye either.
1: 13, 14,
2: 13, 14. <laughs> you do 15, not 16, like that one. 13, right. 14, 13, 14. It's just, no, it's just, you, just, you think about what the other
0: ones have <laughs> done. This has been such a dog. Man. But, but the, I like the candle yesterday. So on a pullback here, maybe Fire Eye is interesting for a trade. Holy cow. And Guy right. Adami pumps it like every show. So you know, there's a lot of Guy Adami fluff.
2: Well, let it go to 16. Then it goes back down to 12, 1250. Free the range. All right. What else do we have?
0: Uh, let's
1: see. Just keeping an eye on the earnings calendar. Nothing really today. Can we get some tickers? Uh, well, yeah. Well, I, so, I Just someone mentioned Costco. We have like 30 seconds. why I brought it up. Uh, someone mentioned Costco, so they'll report tomorrow. Uh, what else do I see here? Uh, CrowdStrike, Zoom getting a mention. We can look at those. We've looked at them recently. Why is Costco up $4? Because they have earnings tomorrow. It just works. You just buy them ahead of the earnings, and you just go
0: up. That's – I mean, isn't it? I thought that was – it was that simple. No? It, it, I tell you, it is. I do that trade all the time. I buy them ahead of the earnings. It does work. That's the a, a dumbest this is, trade, uh, but it actually works. tough chart here.
2: I don't know. I think people want to see this high that you had at uh, 350. I still call that resistance. Hard, hard tough call ahead of earnings she did sneak over that in the pre-market uh you got to 350 350 50 i see a high just under 350 so pretty good resistance there not don't have a don't have a good feel where to buy this one maybe unchanged but i don't know probably just chop around today
1: all right we will cover more tickers at our 340 show that's also on our youtube channel uh, so check that out. If you haven't, you can catch uh, all the replays of our show on YouTube, or if you listen on the go, you'd rather listen to podcast. We're on every major podcast platform, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks to our guest, Nate Tobik. Thanks to all of you in our chats. I want to see some more likes. We appreciate I all the likes. You thank you we appreciate all the subscribes that we keep track of that stuff so thank you very much for that what a ratio we we,
2: we got four thirteen hundred 1300 watching now 261 likes is there don't, any any show that has that high of a like don't talk um, about
0: the likes remember last time you started talking about the likes there, no, we, just us. there yeah. we go um
1: <laughs> i don't
2: care if you like me or not really Do
0: you i don't care, care. Everybody i like to be liked
2: we got rid of some of the mean guys in the chat. I don't know where they've been. Maybe they'll come back. There's
0: always a mean guy. We like the mean guys. We like we like or, the hate or mean gal, uh, mean girls too. We like. No, we don't guys.
2: have any mean girls.
0: No, all the right. girls are all nice. It's the mean guys. You're right. Okay. Uh, nice.
1: Thanks to those chatters on YouTube, all of you chatting on Benzinga.com/market-prep <laughs> and on Benzinga Pro. Please remember, all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Uh, that was a wrap. We'll be back in the afternoon. Everyone have a great rest of your day.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.